0: I wanna welcome you to the Engineer Your Success podcast. My name is Dr. James Bryant, your host. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success, both in business and in life. It is my pleasure to guide you on your journey to designing and living a life where you are winning at work and at home. This is a very exciting day for me, very exciting episode for me, because this is episode 100 of the Engineer Your Success podcast. Just continuing to come on week after week, whether it's guests or solo episode with a heart of providing value back to our audience. And I really do appreciate and I want to express gratitude for those of you that are listening to the show, whether you were there at episode zero and now you're here at episode 100 or whether you just recently joined our listening audience. I just want to express gratitude for taking some time out of your day, time out of your life, time, which is our most precious resource to spend some time with me, to hear about ways in which you can win at work and at home. So today is a special episode. I am dedicating this episode to my father, James William Bryant Sr., who passed away in 1995. My father and I were really close growing up. And so I'm going to tell a few stories about how my father impacted my life, but I also invited the podcast listening audience to record stories of their father or father figures. And so we have eight amazing people that are going to be talking about their father during this episode. So I want to express gratitude to Jerome Myers, to Deron Chandler, to Kofi Thompson, to Adam Shabley, also to Josh Mueller, to Stephanie Cruz, to Melba Bryant for all coming along and inviting us into the story of their father or father figure. So without further ado, I'm just gonna lay out the format of the questions that I asked people on the Voice form survey. And by the way, I'm gonna leave that survey up so the link's going to be included in the show notes, because even after this episode, if you want to provide a shout out to your father or uh, something in memory of your father or father figure, I will continue to collect those stories. And from time to time, we will air those stories during the podcast. So I use a tool called VoiceForm. You click the link. It takes you to a survey where you hit record and you can just record in your own words the story or the comments or the things that you want to express about your father or father figure. So the questions that I asked were, you know, what impacted your life? What's something that you would wanna share about your father that really impacted your life? I asked people to describe in one word something about their father. And then if there were any other stories that they would like to share, I think you're gonna be absolutely blown away. I was blown away by those stories. But before we get to our guests, I'm just going to tell a few stories about my dad. So what I remember about my father, he was very hardworking. He worked as an auto body welder. So he welded metal sheets on the side of 18 wheeler trucks. And that was kind of his trade. He also owned a small auto body repair shop. And many of us, my cousins, my brother, we would all go and work at that auto body repair shop during the summers and times when things may have been slow other places in life. And so it was really a great experience just working alongside my dad. I did not want to do auto body repair. I did not want to do anything with the manual labor, so to speak. But when I look back at those times, just hanging out with my dad, being able to soak up his wisdom, being in his presence, seeing how he conducted business, It's absolutely, truly amazing. My father impacted me in a lot of different ways. One was showing what hard work looked like because he worked very hard. Again, he had a job and a business. And I did not realize that he was a business owner. It did not even dawn on me. It was just my dad doing what he did. And so for me, being an entrepreneur, particularly at the time when I was working at a full-time job and growing my business, there was a time when I didn't think that you could do both. And as I dug down into that, it was because I never felt that my father had enough time to spend with me because he was either working at his job or working his business. And as every little kid, we want more time. Now that I reflect back on that, he was doing what he needed to do And he was serving our family in how our family needed to be served. But what that meant for me is for a long time, I resisted starting a business. I resisted going into entrepreneurship because I wanted to make sure that I was spending time with my family. And so after many years of work, after going through coaching sessions, after thinking things through, there was this realization that you can have both. And that's part of my journey in terms of engineering your success and my journey of saying that you don't have to choose between you know, having a great job, uh, growing a business and spending time with your family. What you have to do is redefine what a success looks like so that you can do all the things that you want to do. So a lot of that came from my dad. The other lesson I'll say about my dad, I'm gonna talk about on the other end of some of these other stories that you are about to hear. All right, listen up and enjoy.
1: My name is Melba Bryant, and my father figure was William Bridges, my grandfather. A story that comes to mind is one of his famous sayings. He would always tell me that wisdom is not all about the books. Sometimes wisdom is in discernment and finding out who people are through discernment and just looking. So I learned that books and knowledge is important but even more important is also observation and really finding out who a person is, not by what they do, but by their actions. Happy Father's Day. I learned the importance of getting up early in the morning to do work. He was a farmer, and so most of his days started before the sun rose and would end about midday. So I adapted that lifestyle, and I tend to do my best early, early in the morning before the sun comes up.
2: He was Christian Weber and my father's name was Fritz Weber. My dad owned a family business, which allowed him to spend a lot of time with me as a child. He coached me in basketball and baseball growing up, and he was just such a great encourager of me in in all my activities, and some of my fondest memories being 14 years old and him coaching, and we would spend hours just him pitching batting practice to me. And just his intentionality to spend time with me and to pursue me, I'll just never forget that. And uh, unfortunately, he was killed in a, in a car accident when I was 15. And so even though my time was short with him, I feel very fortunate that I did spend a lot of time with him, more so than I've been able to spend with my children because of you know my work and my travel. So I feel very fortunate that he was so intentional and such a great encourager of me and you know my academics and sports and just as a a person his character and so I just feel grateful that even though our time was short it was spent well. I think one of the greatest life lessons I learned from my father and my grandfather was just the work ethic that they had. My grandfather immigrated from Germany and becoming a baker. So he was an apprentice, came over as a young boy and worked hard, ended up owning two bakeries. My dad took over the business and worked hard. And when I grew up as a young boy working in the bakery, first washing pans and then filling jelly donuts, then decorating cakes and working on the counter and just learning the business and just understanding that to acquire things in life and to provide for your family, you really need to work hard. And that's, you know, really been instilled in me. So whether it's through working hard to get better, you know, basketball or better grades, it's just it's about working hard. And I feel fortunate that is I pass that on to my children and the results are evident in the fruitfulness
3: of their lives. Man, it is crazy how impactful Person can be without saying much. This is Jerome Myers, the second namesake to Jerome Myers, father. You know, he never really said much. He just led by example. He took action. Didn't have to say, I love you a lot or I'm proud of you. He just did things to make it clear that he felt that way. Somebody would give you the shirt off his back. And I distinctly remember talking to him and him telling me how he used to send all of the money back home when he was deployed to Korea so that we had a little extra money because he wasn't around. He was in the Army and Marines before that. And he jumped out of airplanes for so long. And I, at times, blame myself for the pain that he feels in his body as a result of 20 years of jumping out of airplanes and the arthritis that set in from the pounding that was on his body. So, Dad, love you. Thank you so much for all that you've done for me. I'm just really grateful to be your son. Happy Father's Day.
4: Hey, my name is Kofi Thompson and my father's name was Arthur Thompson. My fondest memory of my father was his quest and curiosity for knowledge. He was always diving into something new or learning something mathematical or science-based. And he inspired in me a huge curiosity about the world as well too. I recall when we were, when I was younger, we'd always like get together and play chess games. And at one point he told me that there are more variations in a chess game than there are atoms in the observable universe. And just something like that was completely inconceivable. It was just mind boggling to me at the time. And, you know, for a while I didn't even believe it until I had you know looked it up myself. And you know, it was just so cool how he would always you know, be teaching something new or be diving into some new area. And it really, again, it really inspired me to continue to learn and grow throughout my own life as well, even beyond his presence. So that was something that I always truly loved and has really been a huge reason for how I live my life as well, too. The one word I would use to uh, describe my father would definitely have to be passionate. Everything that he did in his life, he really put his heart into, his heart and his soul. He would be fully involved in something, you know, night and day. And I feel like there wasn't anything that I saw him do without an extreme amount of care, focus, and attention. So he was extremely passionate. Another life lesson that I learned from my father, and this was, I feel like only in retrospect after he had passed, but. I learned that if everyone thinks you're crazy, you're doing something right. I've found that in life, you know, oftentimes when we have a new idea, we decide to go in a you know direction that may not be the direction the crowd is going. You know, we may get weird looks. You know, people may make certain judgments, and we may be a little even ostracized to a sense. But that's because we're following our own path. We're following our true north star, and. I believe the only time things can really be created in life or things can be changed for the better is if we are willing to go down a path or go down a route that we believe is right and true. So, you know, I realize I shouldn't be scared. What, you know, I may be doing something and there isn't necessarily a popular belief behind it. Uh, but i found that when I continue to stay committed to that thing, that I was doing and continued to believe in myself, despite maybe maybe others not believing in me, on the other side of that was a much a better, <laughs> something so beautiful, something a lot more amazing than I had imagined, even in the midst of it. You know, I always think the uh, sunshine is brighter than the storm. But yeah, so, yeah, my father told me that, or taught me is, yeah. People don't agree. If people are calling you crazy, you're probably doing something right.
5: Hey, this is Adam Shibley, the host of Podcasting Business School. And the fondest memory of my father, Mike Shibley, Big Mike is a retired pharmacist. I remember when I was younger, he would be running me to basketball practice. And then after basketball practice, he would have little bags of medicine That he would drop off to his customers that couldn't physically make it to his pharmacy that day. So older folks or people with disabilities where they couldn't drive, he would drive around and deliver their medicine to them. So that message really stuck with me as a service provider now in my my current occupation. Just going next level to really serve your clients above and beyond, and that has always stuck with me. I'd say another big lesson I learned from my dad is just fiscal responsibility. And I learned that because he had me pay for things early on. He set me up with a checking and savings account early on, like probably when I was 10 years old and he helped me set up my first lawn mowing business. So he taught me how to use our lawn mower. He had me practice on our lawn. And then he told me I need to go out and network with that within the neighborhood and start getting business. And then once I started having an income stream of mowing lawns, he taught me about saving up because he told me that I was gonna have to pay for my first vehicle. And so him, a lot of my friends had their first vehicle paid for, and they were very expensive and they didn't take very good care of them. My first vehicle was a 1987 Ford Lariat. It was a beast. It was ugly, a big tan camper, but it was mine. I paid $3,000 for it that I saved up myself. I took immaculate care of that thing and it served me uh, for several years down the road. So that lesson helped me be more responsible with my finances, learning the value of saving up, paying for something and taking
6: care of it. Hey James, Dr. Brian Duran here. One of the fondest memories that I have of my father is as a child and a teenager my dad worked two jobs most of the time so he rarely had days off but one of the days that he would always have off is a sunday so on those sundays where he wasn't resting we would get up we would hop in the 1988 bmw 535 is and we would go for a cruise we would hit bird park in the area where the cars would be around the lake enjoy each other's time there we would cruise up and down broad street just to see the sights and we would just enjoy each other's time. He'll have the sunroof back with jazz playing and we would just go for long cruises. And I would just see the city and enjoy spending time with my dad. That's one of the fondest memories, one of the happiest memories that I have with my father and something that I actually do with my wife now in my family. So thanks a lot. Thanks for allowing me to share. I really appreciate it, James. So one of the stories that runs a parallel in my life and having my father's life is being willing to make a sacrifice for the greater good or for your family. So my dad actually had to sell his Porsche to get the house that I was able to grow up in. And that was a sacrifice he made for the family so we could have a house to grow up in with a yard. And of course, you know the story of me selling my car to pay off my student loans to advance myself financially. Was one of the lessons that I really learned from my father is making the sacrifices needed
7: for your family. As I think back on uh, what my dad did for me, there were several moments in life, but one of the fondest memories that I have is of well, I got in trouble in, in high school, as young people do, and I was acting immature, and I was in a lot of trouble. And my mom didn't really wanna deal with me directly. So she decided to drive me out to where my dad worked. And back then they didn't have cell phones and we just showed up at work. My dad worked in the mill and it was a grain mill, so where they separated grain out for seed crops. Hard manual labor, dusty, not a easy environment. Lots of heavy lifting, lifting grain bags, moving grain, setting up cleaning, all real manual stuff, real technical. And I remember my dad, receiving me at the drop-off and being real quiet and then walking me through the mill and basically just getting back to work and letting me work beside him and basically acted quiet the whole time and just expected me to work as he worked and I remember thinking he's teaching me a lesson about what it is to work hard and the whole time he didn't yell at me, he didn't give me a talking to, he didn't over verbalize all the things that I had done, but he simply showed me how to work hard and how to take care of our family. One of the most important lessons I ever learned and I still value it. And it's sad that now he is passed on seven years ago, maybe longer. And I I just wish that I could show him that I am now instilling that same value in my boys and in my daughter and that I wish that he could see and witness and share a feedback with me about that his showing me that of working hard has now paid off and is still paying off. And he showed me a lot about parenting that day, about grace, about love, about forgiveness, but how it's about moving forward and getting over the past and moving on to bigger and better things. I would say the number one way that I would describe my dad, the one word would be kind, always kind. A really important other lesson that I learned from my dad is to always stay curious, curious about life, about nature. One thing my dad would really love to do was he would work really, really hard. But then when we needed to take a break, we would go up into nature. And there was this one park, national park, near where we lived, up in Canada. And my dad would get us in the car and we would drive up there. We would walk on the same path every time with boardwalks through the wilderness, through the pines. And then we would end up going down to the lake. And then near the lake was an ice cream shop with great Adirondack chairs that would sit out in front, all multiple colored chairs, almost like the multi flavored ice cream stand. And he would take us in and he would buy us a cone, usually a waffle cone with a single scoop or a double scoop, depending on what the day brought, how hot it was. And then we would sit down in the Adirondack chairs and we would enjoy each other's company. And we would reminisce about good things that we had done in that same spot year after year. And one of the favorite things that I have to share with you is when my oldest son was a little boy, we did that same journey with my grand, my dad and we uh, ended up at the ice cream shop and my son finished his cone really quickly. I guess we didn't get him enough, but I watched my dad share his favorite ice cream with his grandson lick after lick and i think my dad barely got a lick of it and he enjoyed so much bringing joy to his grandchildren and now it's my turn as a father and as the next leader in the family to instill that same joy of being together and enjoying life and enjoying the richness that comes from using the value of what you do in your day job to provide those really good experiences that come on the weekend or on a holiday, and how much we need to live life and not let work overtake us, but provide a living for us. That's one of the most important things he taught me.
1: Ray Williams to most, but simply my dad, was amazing. He was the youngest of nine, but wasn't spoiled. He was conservative, but groundbreaking. He was quiet, but had an infectious laugh. He was generous with both talent and time. My dad was the first black realtor in this area, and he was constantly developing ideas on how to make life better. My fondest memory was that my dad had a business meeting in Spokane, Washington. He asked me if I wanted to go on a road trip. As a naive 20-year-old, I said yes. I had no idea I would be doing most of the driving. The trip was incredible. We started in Washington, DC. We went up to Ohio, saw Mount Rushmore. We eventually landed in Spokane. We drove from there down to Tijuana, back through Texas, Louisiana, and eventually back to Virginia. The trip took 10 days. And I think if I didn't have the energy of a 20-year-old, I'm not sure if it would have been me. It's kind of Just how things next this day have seen. It gave me a greater appreciation country that we call home but i know somewhere him and other angels like him are certainly proud and very glad that they were able to engineer such success thanks for this opportunity james and happy father's day to you ray williams was creative he was always developing ideas simple ideas how to make a gas pump flow better which he was not an engineer other ideas how to develop a a school into an apartment for seniors. His mind never stopped. He was always going. Math came easy for him. Because he was quiet, I think he would sit back and look at a situation differently and then develop an idea that would make it better. Life lessons I received from my father is to always be generous. It's okay to give somebody your last dime. You'll get it back. It's okay to continue to forgive people because eventually, hopefully, they will do what they need to do. He was kind beyond measure and I appreciate that I was his only child. I've learned so much from him and the older I get, the closer to the ages that I remember him being, I start to see what life really is about.
0: I hope we've had a great time listening to the stories of father and father figures that the listening audience has shared with you. I have one more story to share about my dad. And this one has to do with how I have come to value people over money. So growing up, we were at a small storefront church in Philadelphia. Our congregation was poor. You know, everybody that I knew in my life was poor at the time, but people scrapped together and did everything that they could do. And there was an opportunity for our congregation to, quote unquote, purchase another building to grow and expand. So we were talking through this, this person who said he had all these contacts in the city and he knew exactly the building that they were going to buy. And he could talk to people and cut through the red tape. And we put you know a lot of our money and resources together to provide for this guy to go and make the purchase of the church building so we he was going to get everything done, so you know, the congregation put all the money together, and we had had the guy over to our house, all kinds of points and connections, but When it came time to go down to City Hall to make things happen, my dad, this guy, and myself, we all drove down to City Hall. I may have been 10 years old, may have been 10 years old or younger. And I remember being so excited that we were about to do this. And so I went, I asked my dad, can I go with him? Can I go with him as he goes to make the purchase? Well, this is going to be great. So I went with him. I went with the guy. And they, we were walking and the guy said, hey, you know, I need you to sit here while I go conduct business. And I was sitting there and time passed and time passed and time passed. And the guy never came back. So I began to cry. I was really upset. All I kept thinking was that he took the money, he took the money, he took the money. I didn't know how to get back to where my dad was because he was parking when we when we went out. Eventually, my father comes into the area where I was sitting, I don't, I don't know how he found, me. I don't know. And I see him. I go running towards my dad, crying. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I say is that, "Dad, he took the money. He took the money. He took all of our money." And my father looks at me, and he says, "I don't care about the money. What I care about is that you are safe." And that was that stuck with me. And it sticks with me even now that, you know, it's not so much about the money, but it's about letting people know that you care for them. And the lessons that we learn from our fathers, we have a choice that we can carry those things forward. We can turn things that we negatively experienced into positive things for our family. We also have the power to turn things that we had a positive experience about to negative things. The choice is yours. Uh, but I, I really hope that you take some time and just reflect on the impact that your father or father figures have had on you. I really do appreciate your time for today's special 100th episode. I'm going to end this podcast episode like I end every podcast episode, and that's this. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it. There's a select group of people that actually follow through and do it. And I want you to be part of that select few be great this week. Thank you for listening to engineer your success with Dr. James Bryant, do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life. And it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.